Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, degenerates. Welcome into episode four of the Talking the Line podcast. Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your Monday to come and kick it with the crew. Before we go any further, take a few minutes to go and smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening on. If you could be so kind as to leave us a review, we sure do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find all of TTL's content within our Linktree link. There, you can consume all of it whenever and however you please. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and it is my pleasure to introduce the co-host of this podcast, a man who is ready to kick this week off in style right along with me, a man who could not be more excited that his White Sox have entered the diamond on spring training grounds, and a man who is ready to kick this Monday off right, Mr. Riley Armags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I feel amazing, man. Episode number four, the good old Brett Favre edition, if you will. Wow. Leave it to a Packers fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's March. It's uh, one of my favorites, probably my favorite sports month of the year, maybe aside from September through Super Bowl for football. So, we, then, uh, you know, aside from four months out of the year. <laughs> sure enough. We are uh, definitely getting right along into some solid, solid basketball, oh, yeah. college basketball. And as up. he said, of course, spring training kicked off. I'm oh, yeah. Absolutely juice for the White Sox here in 2021 and the entire decade of 2020. Yeah, you got a solid squad building up over there. Oh, yeah, man. It's looking great down over in the south side, but my Northsiders are playing the Padres today. Excited to uh, see what goes on over there. Finally, the old Cubbies get back in action. We'll see we'll what the see. heck happens we'll up see. in the north side. A little scared to tell you folks the truth. Uh, now, we had one of the coldest weekends we've had in a long time. Yeah, it was rough. If you bet with the crew, it was so rough. I mean, we went just negative Saturday and Sunday. We're battling uh, here at the time of recording Sunday evening to uh, cash a few tickets here to close out the evening. So we can, yeah, we're going uh, to war here. We're, we're going, going to war. war. We're going to war with the sports books. They've been uh, they've been winning the battle, but they ain't won the war yet, folks. Yeah, man. We're you know we're gonna recap a few of these games here in a minute, but just some weird weird outcomes. Weird stuff. That man. just didn't make a single bit of sense. Not a single bit of sense at all, but I tell you what, we're going to throw that weekend out the window. We're going to throw those tickets out the window. We ain't worried about it. It's a new month, new month of bets, and we're kicking off the week just ready to start a fire. Yeah. Ready to catch a flame, if you will. How about uh, some of these crazy-ass 
college basketball games this weekend, man. A lot of implications, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of, lot of weird stuff went down this weekend on the college hardwood. Yeah, I mean, some exciting games, some pretty inexplicable games. I, I mean, how about, right. uh, you know, Texas versus Texas Tech? Uh, Woo. That was a barn burner down to the last when uh, Texas Tech finally pulled away. I yep. mean, their, their three-point shooting allowed them to pull away and win that game by nine points. I shock I had the boys ready to rock and roll, but it, it came down to turnovers. Yep, they and as is shop, the theme of this weekend, we had Texas plus, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was, plus two and three. a half for three, something like that. Three, yeah. Um, tied at halftime, and then, like you said, nine-point win for Tech. So throw that one out the window. Moving along to Baylor versus Kansas. Jeez. Baylor drops their first game of the season. The uh, mighty Baylor by double digits to Kansas. 58 to 71. 71. Is Kansas back? Kansas is, I think Kansas is back. I don't know that you can say that about a single blue blood because as we saw on Sunday, we thought Michigan State was back ready to rock and roll. And then Maryland absolutely looked unbeatable. They look unbeatable at home to this point, Max. Yeah, I know. But uh, unfortunately for them, they don't play uh, March Madness games in uh... neutral site, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I. I don't know that Michigan State should continue to make a late season push, but they just dug themselves into an even deeper hole, which we will touch on a little later in a few segments on down the road. There was also a really rough beat. We had FSU versus UNC this weekend. I I think that might have been, I don't know about you, but that was my probably my favorite pick going into it of the entire weekend, Friday through Sunday. Right. If I had to pick one where I was probably the most confident coming in. I would be right there alongside with you, 100%. Well, you know, they've been looking like the team in the ACC that's about to break out and, right. you know, maybe make a deep uh, tournament run, a little dark sure, horse action. Sure. And then UNC loses by, I think, 13 to Marquette earlier yep. in the week. Yep. Who then turns around and gets absolutely absolutely stomped themselves mm-hmm. by a UConn. I don't I mm-hmm. it, just, like I said inexplicable weekend for college basketball. It it made no sense and for any of you who just started betting on college basketball because oh March Madness is right around the corner got to get some bets in. I'm telling you this was the craziest weekend of college basketball that we have seen <laughs> so far. I everything I, I mean it, you might as well just throw shit at the wall and hope it stuck with this yeah. card this weekend. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And uh, just to get that energy, get that energy out of here. Get it out. We want yeah. to get all of this out. <laughs> yeah. And two, uh, two final really, really awful beats. Villanova, minus 11 and a half favorites. Yeah, you had them. I stayed Butler. away from that one. I took them, and Butler ended up beating them by 12 points. I mean, impressive victory at home by Butler. They did what they needed to do. They pushed the pace against Villanova. Yeah, it's not their year, see, but you, you can still got to be careful of those Bulldogs if, at home. If Villanova can't... Uh, can't slow the pace and take their time. Like I said a couple pods ago, they don't play well. It's not they shot twenty two percent from behind the arc. That's the, such that's the worst in like the last six years. That's terrible. They're one of Absolutely my tough teams that I just can't read. Yeah. For games like this. And then maybe potentially Iowa is back. They Is quit. Iowa back or they, is Ohio State or has Ohio State been figured out? Did they peak too early? They might have. They might have been figured out to this point. I don't know, man. A double digit loss at home to Iowa, that's rough. That's really rough. After, you just can't do that. That's three straight losses for them. I mean, last week you had that incredible game against Michigan. You come right. out, despite the loss, you're okay, okay, Ohio State can still make a deep 
uh, playoff run. Then they lose to Michigan State, as we've already talked about, who just lost to Maryland. And now they lose to Iowa, who preseason favorite probably for the Big Ten. Maybe Iowa's finally, uh, obviously they've been solid all season, but maybe they're finally breaking out and being what everyone thinks they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Just too many questions that too many were questions. not answered this weekend. More and, questions than before the weekend. And hopefully say. we'll give you a little bit of guidance on some of those, <laughs> as I said, with one of the segments coming up here on today's episode. Hey, it's a new month. New month. And uh, it's a great time for college basketball. A little bit of a refresher on this weekend's UFC card. It was a little bit of a dull card, if I do say so myself, Mags. I w- had a little bit higher hopes and expectations. If you did watch or you didn't watch, Dustin Jacoby, who I was super high on against Maxim Grisham, uh, he took home the unanimous decision victory. Alex mm-hmm. Hernandez, my guy, ended up losing to Tiago Moises. And if you are concerned about Tiago Moises, if he's real or legit, you better believe it. He went in there against one of the top contenders and proved himself. Alex Caceres took care of business as per usual, like yep. I said he would. Uh, Pedro Munoz and Jimmy Rivera definitely fight of the night. That That's actually what got fight of the night in, in that was an absolute yeah, no, slugfest. No knockouts, no submissions on the main yeah. card. Yeah. I uh, had... Uh, a nice draw. Nice draw, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a little two for Caceres uh, Ankalaev, minus 102, and that one cashed for me. Sure. So. That was a really good fight. Uh, Ankalaev, uh, Magomed Ankalaev, the great three-round fight uh, against Nikita Krylov. And Cyril Gan ended up getting the unanimous decision victory in a great fought matchup against Dorzino Rojan Storik. He just stayed on the outside, peppered him up with the jab cross, threw a couple of those nice Muay Thai head kicks, and that was all she wrote. Took yeah, him five man, rounds. and uh, like you said, a little bit of a dull card. I completely dozed, uh, passed out right before <laughs> that one, so I did not watch a second of that fight. Well, a few too many IPAs, and uh, you mean uh, that's the last thing I remember. That is the last thing I remember. (laughs) Tried to get excited for our man Bruce, but oh, that's great! That's great. Hey, it happens to the best of us. It's uh, late times on uh, Saturday nights when it comes. I'd rather have this. I'd rather it be this past weekend. This upcoming weekend, but we got UFC 259 coming up, baby. It's going to be legit. We got three title fights, four champions. That's right, four champions because Izzy is moving up to. 205 or yes 205 to challenge Yamba Blachowicz uh why can I not say that I'm Polish he's Polish the legendary Polish power and uh, I would know I possess it just kidding <laughs> that should be an absolutely great fight uh power versus technique then you got um Amanda Nunes versus the goat Ash- or not versus the goat she is yeah, the goat versus Ashley um no it's versus uh Megan Anderson Megan Anderson I keep thinking Ashley Yoder because of this fight this past weekend that got canceled got that on the brain uh, Megan Anderson should be a great fight there as well. Should be a scrap and a half. And then you got Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Jan. And that should be terrific. Aljamain Sterling's wrestling is just off the freaking charts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And if they want to turn it into a slugfest, it will. But I'm telling you, Aljamain takes his opponents into deep waters and yeah, drowns I'm excited them for that on the one. Ground. As it stands right now, that is the tightest odds. Uh, I'm looking at minus 115 for Jan, minus 105 for Sterling. Should be interesting, man. It should be a great card. I'm really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, and Adesanya has become one of my, if not my favorite fighter to watch right now. It's, Definitely. He's just unbelievable. Definitely. 
Well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for stopping by week two of the Talking Line podcast of Infinity. We're not stopping. We're here to stay. We're here to go. We don't care if we have a few cold days. We're ready to get hot. Now, you know how we start it. You know by now if you've been tagging along. If you don't, we're kicking it off with our favorite plays of the day. These are our locks, our hammer em out bets, or whatever you want to call them. But these ones are what we think are guaranteed hitters. Now with that, I'm going to kick it over to my partner to tell you about our first favorite play of the day coming out of the Big Ten Conference in college basketball. Let him have it. Yes, sir. We've got Rutgers versus Nebraska. Uh, Rutgers is a seven-point favorite. We are rolling with the Nebraska Corn Nebraska Cornhuskers plus seven That's at home. It is a mouthful. <laughs> uh, we're going with the Cornhuskers at home plus seven. Nebraska is three and two ATS in their last five. They are three and one ATS at home in their last four, including a cover against Illinois. Uh, Rutgers is two and four straight up away over their last four. Uh, I think that's just a few too many points. Nebraska has been solid at home. You know, Rutgers hasn't been world beaters by any means. They had that stretch earlier on in the season when they were looking like, you know, one of the top three, four teams in the conference, but they've obviously fell, come back down, uh, come back down to earth. Big time. And Nebraska is playing a lot better than they have at certain points of the season. So not playing bad, not playing bad. I like that plus seven. Um, we obviously both like that plus seven. But. Big time. You look back to the last matchup, January 25th of 2020. Rutgers defeats Nebraska 75-72. to 72. You're telling me Nebraska hasn't been thinking about that game since then and hasn't had an opportunity to get that lick back since yeah. 2020? It's been over a year. They're ready to rock and roll. They just won against Indiana, who, okay, they've been shaky, but 74-63 victory as a three-and-a-half point favorite. That is great at home. Um, you know, or I'm sorry, that that's Rutgers. Uh, and then yeah, Indiana has been too yeah, shaky though, yeah, yeah, so don't yeah, even worry. Yeah, I'm not exactly. <laughs> they've been shaky, so that's what I'm saying. And Nebraska uh, comes off a victory against Minnesota, 78 to 74, as two and a half point underdogs. Oh yeah, you love how they've been playing lately. They out rebounded Minnesota in that game, 37 32, and they were at a height disadvantage. The game before that. They did lose to Illinois, but they gave it they gave it their best they shot. They took them to overtime. Yeah, though. they took them to overtime, ended up losing 86-70. You just love the matchup. You look at a few key trends, and the underdog is 5-2 and two ATS in the last seven meetings. They match up extremely well on the defensive side of the ball and are nearly identical on the offensive side of the ball. Actually, Nebraska allows only 31.1% from behind the arc, and that's something that the Scarlet Knights try and get mm-hmm. done. You know, they are aggressive in the paint, but they try and pull away from behind the three. Yep. So I could definitely yep. see that happening in this one tonight. I'm thinking this is a three-point game either way. Big time. Most definitely. Or you put them on the line, end of the game, you know, it's kind of a toss-up. Mm-hmm. These teams have a tendency to both miss free throws down the stretch, so it could be a heck of a toss-up at the end. And yep. if you're going to give us Nebraska at home plus five, plus four and a half points, wherever it gets to, we'll definitely take it. Oh, yeah. Moving right along, sorry about that little mess up there on Rutgers, but hey, no big deal whatsoever. Moving right along, we are headed into our second lock of our college basketball slate, and we are looking at the Arizona Wildcats against the Oregon Ducks. We're taking Arizona at plus five. Um, That will probably go down maybe plus four and a half, plus three. Who knows where the line movement's going to go lately, but Oregon... 
Oregon has been, you know, just a little weird lately. They are coming off of a very solid 11-point victory, 74-63 over Cal, and did beat Stanford, but only by three points. And Stanford's been not so good here towards the end of the season. Cal's also pretty rough. Like you said, Stanford's, Stanford's a little shaky. Right, and it's just... You know, you look, and Arizona's won their last three games, and they have notched a very impressive victory against USC, and it was a nine-point victory, mind you, 81-72. to And USC, uh, just about a week ago, took down Oregon by 14. Wow. Absolutely burned me. There you go. Absolutely burned me. There you go. Another f- couple of key trends in this matchup I'm looking at, the underdog is 4-1 and one ATS in the last five meetings. And the road team is also four and one ATS in the last five meetings. Okay. Okay. So yeah, plus five. I mean, that's uh, yeah. Again, another one that I think is uh, either Arizona. Oh, excuse me. Either Arizona's going to win, or I think it's going to be you know one basket game. Definitely. Another one I'm looking at here is that Oregon won this matchup, the past matchup on February the thirteenth, sixty three to sixty one. Another team been stirring on that last loss ready to get that victory back new month ready to turn it around and the wildcats arizona wildcats are 11 and 1 ats in their last 12 monday games okay sign me up all day okay we're locking them in run it back one more time for you because we fumbled a little bit you know starting off this monday we got to get things right (laughs) all right so just to recap so you got it straight for our college basketball favorite plays of this Monday, March 1st, 2021, we are taking the Nebraska Cornhuskers at home plus seven and the Arizona Wildcats plus five. The Arizona Monday Wildcats. Monday Wildcats, plus baby. Five. You better believe it. Now, headed right along into our NBA favorites of the day, kicking it right back over to my partner to tell you about our favorites from the Mountain State over there in the West. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are going with the number one team record straight up, number one team ATS. That is the Utah Jazz, oh, minus yeah. seven against the Pelicans. Uh, like I said, Utah is number one in the league ATS, 25-9. and nine. Uh, Those Pelicans are 14-9 and nine ATS on the season. Uh, they are also 7-9 and nine. ATS at home, the Pelicans are. Mm. They are the home team in this game. Uh, Utah is 11 and 6 ATS on the road. Uh, and New Orleans is 3 and 7 ATS in their last 10 games. Now, the Jazz have also won each of the first two meetings this season 118 to 102 and 129 to 118. Uh, so, both double digit wins. I think this is just a bad matchup for the Pelicans. You got Rudy Gobert. Probably uh, the favorite for defensive player of the year. Mm. Solid chance he's going to neutralize Zion. You know, I was going to actually say exactly what you just said. I couldn't have. I couldn't yeah, have said it I better think this myself. Is just a bad matchup. Th- that for Rudy Gobert. He's actually played a lot better than what I thought he would this year. He he is worth what the what the uh, Jazz went and paid yeah. for him to go get him. Absolutely, he's, he's just a absolutely defensive monster. And then you look, and the Jazz are ranked third in points allowed per game. Third third in opponent field goal percent and fourth in opponent three-point field goal percent going against a New Orleans Pelican team that is 26th in points allowed per game, 25th in opponent field goal percent, and 28th in the league in opponent three-point field goal percent. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that Utah isn't going to light up the scoreboard tonight? 
I think it's going to be a double-digit victory. I think so, too. And, I think so, too. you know, New Orleans allows 115.7. Utah allows 106.5 points per game. Both sides. That's an easy cover tonight. I think so, too. Jazz are just a wagon this year, plain and simple. Sure. Absolutely. They, and like I said, I, I just love the matchup in this one. I, I absolutely. I absolutely. Absolutely. Love, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I would definitely play. Like I said, I think it'll be a double-digit victory. I'd play him up to... Seven and a half, eight and a half. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go up too much. But I, I don't think say. it'll go up too much, just because of how the Pelicans have been playing lately. Yeah, they've they've been solid in their last few games, you know. But like you said, twenty two and uh, twenty two and five in the last twenty seven games, ATS as a favorite. <laughs> Sign me up, baby. They're too good this year. They just, they just get it done on both ends. Yeah, I look for him as a postseason favorite for sure. Now I'm going to take our second NBA lock of the day, my friend, and we are going with the. Dallas Mavericks on the road against the Orlando Magic. This game tips off at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we absolutely love the Mavs at minus 6.5 here. We think that um, Orlando has been a good team this year. Obviously, they're not great. They're 13-21. and 21. They have a good defense. They're, 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 tricky. they're a they're sneaky tricky. team. They're sneaky. Yeah, they're that's, definitely not good. They're sneaky. That's what I mean, bite what I mean by good. Expect. Yeah, I don't mean they're just terrific, but they're good in, in that aspect. They have a great, not a great defense, but they have a defense that can get the job done from here to there. However, Dallas just scores way too much and way too efficiently. They're shooting 46.5% from the field this year and 35.4% from behind the arc. Good for 14 and 22nd in the league. So they're starting to find it. Um, a key couple key things here in the matchup. Mavericks are four and one ATS in their last five meetings, and the Mavericks are eleven and three ATS in the last fourteen meetings in Orlando. Last matchup was January 9th of twenty twenty one in Orlando, and Dallas cooked the Magic yep. one twelve to ninety eight. Yeah, love the Mavericks here. They're uh, they're well past that six game losing streak that they had in January. Mm. Uh, seven and two straight up uh, in their last nine games uh so i think they're figuring figuring themselves back out lucas lucas luca he's the freaking man most definitely uh and uh yeah the magic they just don't have enough offense to hang with with dallas here i think it's going to be similar to that last one if uh if not more points for the mavericks here. definitely dallas is nine and seven ats on the road orlando is eight and ten ats at home Dallas has won their seven out of their last three games. They're four and six ATS, but like we said, they're starting to turn things around. They're starting to get that ball in the hoop, and they are coming off of a very impressive victory on the 27th, um, 115 to 98 over Brooklyn. Obviously, Brooklyn's a little banged up right now, but Dallas is starting to put it together. We love them here at the minus six and a half. It ticks up a point. Be a little careful, but the minus six and a half is ideal position for them. They can uh, definitely get it done by that. Lock them in. One more time, the TTL... NBA favorites for Monday, March the 1st, 2021. We are taking the Jazz at minus six and a half and the Mavericks at minus six and a half. Hammer them home, lock them in, get ready to cash some tickets. Now we're moving right along to the final of our favorite plays of the day. If you've been following along, you know what's coming. But if you haven't, it is our NHL lock of the day. You see, I started off extremely hot. And I went 2-0. It was looking good. 2-0 with a couple underdogs. Two, a couple of underdogs. And I played the same kind of line. I'm like, oh, all right. And then got smoked. I was down 3 to yep. nothing in the first period. <laughs> We're not coming back right. now. So 
I scoured some lines for this evening, and there are some interesting matchups, but the matchup that I like the most in the underdog spot, not much of an underdog, really. They're only a plus 100 underdog right now at the time of recording. The Florida Panthers at home against the Carolina Hurricane. Florida has been absolute demons at home. They are 7-3, and three and they're 1-1 one and one in overtime. So 7-3, 1-1. One they are 13-4-1-2 on the season. They have been playing lights out. Now you say, Colt, they just lost to Carolina 4-3 to on the 27th. And I would tell you, yeah, you're right. But it had to go to a shootout for Carolina to get that done. Now, a couple of the past matchups. Florida won 4-3 to in OT back on the 17th of February. And then December 24th or 21st of 2019 is the last time these teams met before then, and that was Florida 4, Carolina 2. Florida has a knack of whooping up on the Hurricanes. Now, the Hurricanes have been quite good in the last few meetings. However, I'm looking just to recent trends. With Florida losing by a point in the shootout in the last matchup, I don't see them not pissed off getting ready to have a comeback game, especially getting the opportunity to be at home now. That loss was on the road. These teams are very evenly matched, with Florida actually having more shots per game at 34 compared to Carolina's 31.9. I always like to look at the penalty kill as well. It's going to be a tight matchup, pretty even defensive, pretty even offensive. The penalty kill is where I think it's going to happen. Special teams, Florida special teams ranks 13th in the league at 77%, uh, 77.6% defended. And Carolina ranks 20th in the league at 80% defended. I think it's going to be a bloodbath all night on that ice. It's going to be back and forth, just battle. It, it absolutely was on Saturday night. So I look for that exact same thing. Also, Carolina is only two and three in their last five games, and uh, Florida is as well. I look for Florida to bounce back a little bit stronger team, a, a team that's beat a little bit stronger teams as well. They have a, a higher strength of schedule than Carolina does. So I just look for Florida to really bounce back tonight after that awful shootout victory. I mean, if it were me, I'm playing from the human being aspect on this because, you know, Hockey's still a little bit of a crapshoot still yet. Teams are getting their skates underneath them. But I'm looking at the human being aspect in this. I'm pissed off that we just had to travel all the way to Carolina and get our asses whooped in a shootout. Let them boys come to us. Let's beat them by four goals at home. Yep. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm right so, there with you. You know, uh, as, as some of these trends start to develop and a lot of these... Um, hockey kind of matchups start to kind of get a little bit more in depth we'll definitely have a lot more trends and stuff to come it's just like i said so much of a crapshoot right now i i I hardly take any during the day i hardly take any picks sometimes i feel like i'm just throwing darts at the wall and then i have to back off a little bit and you know grind grind out some research which is what we did here yeah and one final tidbit of information Carolina, with the win on Saturday, won their first matchup between these two teams since November 23rd of 2019. Give me Florida to rebound in a huge way as very short underdogs tonight. NHL favorite of the day, Panthers money line 
Lock it in. So you know the deal by now. We are big segment guys over here at Talking the Line. And pretty much consistently for your Monday, we are going to stick with the Monday Madness Parlay. You better believe it. We're getting wild. We're getting juicy. We want to have a little extra sweat on our Monday night. So we're turning up with the Monday Madness Parlay. Partner, you want to kick things off by giving these people the first leg of the Monday Madness Parlay? Yeah, man. This one's this is a juicy one for sure. Uh, so the first leg, we are rocking with the, the sweatless North Carolina Tar Heels. <laughs> a little sarcastic there. <laughs> Uh yeah, the Tar Heels coming off of a the biggest win of their season, I would say. Without uh, uh without digging too deep, I have to imagine it was their biggest win of the season. Mm. Uh, eight point win over Florida State, mm. just following a thirteen point loss to Marquette. Pretty inexplicable. Right. Uh, they're playing Syracuse, who has lost their last two games to Duke and Georgia Tech. Um, Georgia Tech was a seven point loss. Duke a fourteen point loss. Seems like a seems like we have to go with UNC here. We, we you know we went back and forth on this one. It's scary, just because of, I think probably because of the weekend that we had. But when you have a weekend like this where just random random shit happens, you can't throw out your tendencies of betting out the window just because you had a weird weekend. One hundred percent. So we're rocking with UNC on the first leg for college basketball here. Second leg, Saint Bonaventure. Uh, at home against Dayton Flyers. Come on now. Yeah, Saint uh, Saint Bonaventure is at the top of the Atlantic 10, 11 and 3. Uh they're taking on Dayton who has lost uh in their most recent game, I believe somewhere around 8 point favorites to the worst team in the Atlantic 10, the Saint, Saint Joe's, Joe's Hawks. Uh another thing that was a pretty inexplicable. Uh so we love Saint Bonnie's next leg is the Philadelphia 76ers against the Indiana Pacers. Love it. The Sixers are 14 and 3 straight up at home. I love the Sixers in this matchup. They just lost to Cleveland at home, one of those three losses. They ain't yeah, going to lose back to back. No way. Yeah, not going to lose back to back games at home. That one um that one's probably my favorite of the entire parlay, if I'm being honest with you. I, I would say so. Pacers have lost their last three in a row. Golden State to Golden State, one hundred seven to one eleven. They lost to Boston, one twelve to one eighteen, and they lost to the Knicks, one hundred seven to one ten. None of those teams, in my opinion, are playing at the caliber that Philadelphia is playing right. at right now. Sixers, I just don't think. A, I don't. I'm not going to bet on them to lose two games in a row. Period. No, I'm not betting and on them to lose two games overtime. at home. Yeah, it was an lose. overtime, one twelve to one oh nine. Right. You not can't losing, look too uh, far into that. Not losing twice at home. I don't think. Not a chance. Now to wrap things up on the Monday Madness Parlay, we are taking the Colorado Avalanche, who have just been absolute monsters on the road. They are six three and one away, compared to San Jose. They are playing, who is one and three at home. Colorado is 11-6-1 straight up on the season, and San Jose is 7-9-1-1 on the season. Colorado is coming off of a back-to-back thrashing of Arizona, 6-2 on the 27th and 3-2 on the 26th. They did fall to Minnesota and Vegas in their two games prior to that, but they those have, are two good teams. But though. those are very good teams. On the flip side, opposite 
side of the puck. We are talking about the San Jose Sharks, who are coming off of a crazy loss to St. Louis 7-6 to on Saturday night. Before that, they lost to Minnesota 6-2. to They did beat San, or St. Louis 5-4 to and beat San, uh, St. Louis. Oh, they did lose to St. Louis again in overtime 3-2. to So San Jose has been all over the I'm thinking this is a bloodbath. I might... Should, as you're t- telling me all this stuff right now, I think I might take the avalanche aside from this part, like minus one and a half. It might not be a bad idea. You look at the straight up stats and Colorado is scoring 3.1 goals per game compared to San Jose's 2.7 goals per game. Colorado is only allowing 2.3 goals per game and San Jose is allowing 3.9 goals per game. This this game shouldn't even be close. I don't think so. This should be a four-goal game for crying out loud. But you know what? It's been too sketchy lately. It has for been us. sketchy. So we're taking the money line. We're going safe. Right. Avalanche six goals last game. Sharks gave up seven in their last game. This might be an eight to two win for the Avalanche. Yeah. And That's four. Pretty lofty to say, but <laughs> hey, pretty lofty. But you know, <laughs> we'll ride with. We're a lofty it. bunch. I like, I like your ambitions. <laughs> And for the final leg of the Monday Madness Parlay, we are going with the St. Louis Blues against the Anaheim Ducks. This puck drop is at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you can find it on Prime and Fox Sports. The St. Louis Blues come into this matchup having won their last matchup, as I just touched on, 7-6 to against San Jose they did have a couple of rough losses, uh, three in a row, actually, two back-to-back to the King and Kings and then one to San Jose. I think they get back on track Bounce tonight back. against a terrible, terrible Anaheim team that is 6-10, on the season. Six straight losses? Six straight losses, 3-5, and one on the road, and the Blues are or at home, and the Blues are 7-2 and two on the road. Oof, okay. The Blues have not been shaky at all they've actually been pretty bad at home they're four and six at home and they're seven and two on the road they've played solid on the road they're going up against a really rough playing anaheim team that can barely put the puck in the net they're averaging two goals a game good for 31st in the league this game shouldn't be close either i was a little nervous about adding it taking it but my partner looked at me and he said hey are we gonna be risky and win some gosh darn money this week are we just gonna be a bunch of little babies? I said, "Well, I know we ain't babies." I said, "I ain't no baby, so we better lock that <laughs> son of a bitch in." <laughs> so, uh, one more time, quick recap on the Monday Madness Parlay: We are taking North Carolina money line against Syracuse, Saint Bonaventure money line against Dayton, Seventy Sixers money line against the Pacers. Avalanche money line against the Sharks. the Sharks and the Blues money line against Anaheim. Lock them in, put them all in a row. Oh, yeah. Five of them bad boys. Somewhere around plus 800. Call it the Monday Madness Parlay. Have a little sweat with the crew and let's cash that ticket, man. Let's I'm, I'm, cash that ticket. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it right now. There's going to be no, not a single drop of sweat on any one of these five. You know, I don't think so either. I think we should be pretty doggone in the business. Five blowouts. How about that? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I like your mentality. One more time, running through all of the favorite plays into the March or Monday Madness segment, everything that you want. We're taking NCAA basketball favorites of Nebraska plus seven. We're taking Arizona plus five. 
We are taking the Dallas Mavericks at minus six and a half. We're taking the Utah Jazz at minus six and a half. Taking Florida Panthers money line. They are underdogs right around plus 100. And for the Monday Madness Parlay, five-legger, first leg, UNC money line, St. Bonaventure money line, 76ers money line, Avalanche money line, and the St. Louis Blues money line. All righty. Now, you know by now that we are big segment guys, and one thing that we have really, really enjoyed is the Money Line Dice. Now, without further ado, we are going to roll those bad boys again this week, and we are going to head over to the NBA for our play this week. The NBA play is going to be the Bulls, versus the Nuggets. This game is at home. Currently, the line is set at plus minus five for the Bulls, and the total is set at 228. Minus five for the Nuggets. Well, yeah, plus minus five. Okay, yeah, I thought you said yeah, minus five for the yeah, Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, no. So, yeah, the Nuggets are on the road, but they're minus five favorites. Uh, the Bulls are plus five underdogs at home, and the total is set at 228 and a half. So, we have the money line dice here, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you listening along, you cannot see them. But those of you watching on Twitter, yes, you will be able to find this on Twitter. Here they are. First things first, we're going to roll for the home team or the away team. Are we going to get our hometown favorite bulls? Or are we going to get those nasty nuggets from over there in Denver? Let's see what we got. We got the we home got team, our bulls. baby. We got our we got bulls. Our we got bulls. our bulls. Let me back up and get a little bit of room here. Now we are rolling for against the spread or money line. Against the spread or money line. Let's see what we got. Against the spread. Yes. That'll be the bulls plus five. Plus five. Okay. We're going to send those over to the partner there. And last but not least, the total. The total of 228.5, we are going over. Over. 228.5. This should be a very interesting game. If it goes like the dice is saying, Bulls plus five and the over 228.5, how many units are we putting on max. each of Give these us the bets? max. Give us the max. Three units. Three units, okay. Okay, that's not too terrible. So one more time, wrapping it up, just so you know, we're taking the Bulls plus five against the Nuggets, and we're going over 228.5 on the total. Three units. I love it. Rate them and weep. That'll wrap up the Moneyline Dice segment for this Monday episode of Talking the Line. Now, moving right along, we wanted to wrap up this wonderful episode, number four. We can't believe that we've already got to number four. This is crazy. I mean, this is absolutely awesome, man. We are cooking right along. The final segment for this Monday edition of Talking the Line on March 1st, 2021, is our March Madness Outlook. As we kind of foreshadowed in the start... It's a new month, and Mr. Magnuson, it's the month of college basketball. Oh, yes, it is. 
I could not be more excited for what is coming right it's, around the corner. I don't know about you, but this is this isn't like I like this month of basketball more than any like I said, maybe football obviously we're huge football heads. Right. Nothing tops football. Nothing at all. As far as postseason, March Madness is couldn't agree more. Creaming the crap. It's Christmas. It it's is Christmas. It's college basketball Christmas, my friend. It's sports Christmas. I've been watching it probably for the better part of a decade. And I I mean, there was points in college where I wouldn't even be tuned in, sorry, professors, to the lecture that was going on. I'd have my laptop with four games going on at once. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, March Madness has been in my blood. Yeah, I can remember in high school, we would, you know, be sneaking away trying to find uh, the cool teachers to... uh you know, let them, let us sneak into their rooms and on their lunch break or something, watch a couple hours of basketball. But you always hey, love that, dude. That was always the best. <laughs> There's still a lot to be determined, though. We've got probably three teams uh, that are uh, locked in here for one seeds, despite the loss this past weekend for Baylor. I think they're still uh, still probably locked in for a one seed unless they start tanking the season. But that last one seed is so up for grabs especially considering this ugly loss for Villanova, considering three straight losses for Ohio State, Illinois lost to Michigan State this week. It's wide open for this last four, uh, last number one seed. Wide open. You've got, uh, as we're looking at uh, teamrankings.com here, percentages for that last one seed. Villanova, 27%. I think that's before today. I think that that's, was or before. That's before uh, this loss to yeah. uh, Butler. Yeah. Same thing with Ohio State before that loss to Iowa. So you got Alabama sitting right there. You've got West Virginia sitting right there. Houston, maybe. It's uh, I, I don't even know who my pick would be. I don't know either. It it should be really interesting down the stretch here. I really, really thought that Michigan State was just going to be on an absolute heater going in. They had a one week gain of thirty seven point two percent to get an NCAA. Uh, tournament bid yeah they're right on the bubble and now they took that hard 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 loss to maryland so i don't know what's gonna happen maryland was already at 85 percent. now that really cemented them into their spot vcu's looking good out of the 10 you had duke looking like they were oh. gonna make a tear then they fall in overtime to louisville now their chances are sitting uh you know around 30 percent right on the bubble and they gotta have some big wins coming down the pipe here um you got Drake, who's been one of the better mid-major teams in the country, sitting on the bubble since, you know, you've also got Loyola Chicago in their conference. Right. One of those two could be on their way out if they don't win their tournament. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting last week uh, and then into the conference uh, conference tournaments. But, uh, you know, the Syracuse-UNC game, Syracuse is definitely lower on the bubble but if they can win that game against UNC and then go on a run, they could put themselves back into it. On the flip side, if UNC loses this game and starts dropping a couple more, they could be on their way out. Mm. It's a, uh, it's it's a it's a loaded bubble. It's a you know a carousel as far as seeding. We've got Oregon, uh, one of our uh, we're fading them uh, yeah. against Arizona. They're yeah. looking like. Uh, uh, you know, like a 10 seed or something like that. They're kind of a crapshoot back and forth. Yeah, I Lunardi's mean, got them in ninth seed right now. Yeah, I mean, they could get in. So if they lose this game to Arizona, who knows? Yeah, who knows what'll happen? I mean, 
there's a good amount of teams that uh, have their 100% bids um, all the way really down to maybe the maybe some of the goofy mid-majors uh, like you don't really hear too much about Wright State, UCSB, Furman, Bryant, Belmont, like all those, all the big teams that you know are really getting those 100% bids. There's a few that are, you might not see that are, have been perennial over the, the last uh, however many years of uh, March Madness basketball that you won't tend to see. The next big date to look forward to though is going to be March the 14th. That's actually two weeks uh, from yesterday. And that is the selection show. So we're getting juiced we're up getting for that. Right into these conference tournaments. Oh, so it's going to be these conference tournaments are you know just as exciting sometimes as any of these March Madness games. Mm. Gonna have some nice mid major action coming down. So yeah, it's Christmas, folks. Some of the ones it's that, uh, as far as tournament games go, I'm really looking forward to ACC because that's been yep. such a flip from here there or everywhere who knows what what team's gonna win what matchup in an acc game so that should be a very interesting conference tournament sec only because we have a i have a sizable bet on alabama to win that tournament i got it we got the same one we have the same one so we need to uh definitely have alabama win that and also eight ten a ten two should be super interesting and then uh the big 10 because we also have michigan to win the conference yeah. tournament as well. So that that also should be very interesting because those are some of the best teams that I've ever had. And being being an Illinois kid, all you got is Big Ten basketball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I, mean hey. I, I grew up 30 minutes from the House of Pain, baby. Yeah, Not need, State Farm Arena, the House of Pain. <laughs> need Io DeSumo to come back. Yeah. Masked up Io DeSumo leading him to the title. That would be sweet. That would be really sweet. Michigan looks like the team, though. But hey. Ohio State's taking them down, not taking them down, but taking them down to the wire. So right, right. I'm hoping it's interesting. It should be a heck of an end of the season, I especially with how kind of COVID has uh, affected some teams and how some teams have just been like guaranteed Well, I was hearing some goofy stuff today that I didn't realize. If we get it up into the tournament and you know one of these teams has too much COVID action and they have to step out, there could be teams sub like on the bubble that get subbed oh, in. Oh, they're subbed in teams now. Oh, it, wow. it could get wild. It could get really. I don't think I would want that, but at the same time, so it could be real madness. That could get. <laughs> that could it could get be real, real, real wild. Real madness would happen. That'd be nuts. Well, you got anything else? Any t- anything else? You kind of been keying on here, looking uh, towards the end of the month, going into March Madness, baby, starting uh, March. Uh, well, March eighteenth, I believe, is the official. The third. Uh, yeah that thursday yeah that'll be the 18th that thursday yep so those are the first four teams that's just i think it might be wednesday first four though it may be i was seeing 17 some places 18 some places i'm not entirely sure but i uh, it's right there wednesday thursday on the corner just uh just strap in get ready for that because it is coming so quick now for the last segment of episode four of the Talking the Line podcast, you better believe it. We're wrapping it up, as always, with yours truly, Colts Motivation Minutes. This week, to kick it off, I wanted to do uh, do something just to remind you to, well, I guess I'll lead right into it. Stay in the moment. Far too often, we can look at the week ahead and I've written about this a few times on the newsletter and and I have some variations of it but 
we look so far ahead at Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the challenges and problems that we got coming up, and Monday has enough of its own. Monday is going to throw everything it has at you, so you might as well just focus on today and not worry about the next four that are coming at it, because all that does is create anxiety for you. It's just going to create internal pressure and internal worry. Why would you want to force negative energy on yourself by looking ahead at things that haven't even happened yet or aren't going to happen? So that leads me into my second point of learning to control your brain. Now, I've written about this a lot on the Talking the Line newsletter, and it might not be that easy to understand over words, so I kind of wanted to touch on that. And what, what I mean by that is when you're sitting there, and it could even be right now, and you don't even realize it, is when you're sitting there and your brain is spinning at a million miles an hour thinking about X, Y, Z, and A, B, and C all at the same time. Now, the key is to step out of that and learn to see that and know that that is not you, all those thoughts spinning at 150 miles an hour in your head. What really is you is that feeling in the center, in the being of you, your, your soul that you can feel right there. Now, that feeling is what you use to counteract your brain spinning in a hundred different places. You stop. You come to your center and you stay in the present moment because all you have is this moment. You can't change the past. The future's not guaranteed. So you might as well just stay in this moment to 150%. Don't look ahead. Don't look behind or else you'll trip and fall on the stuff that's right in front of you in your path. There is no sense in hurting your development by worrying about stuff that is coming up or has not even happened yet. Stop playing out a million different scenarios for stuff that hasn't even happened. Live the present moment. Live your life and stop living your challenges. Live your life and stop living your challenges. If I could leave you with anything, do not limit your challenge. challenges. Challenge your limits. Go higher, go farther, and stay right in the moment and react to everything as it comes. Don't look too far ahead. Don't look too far behind. Stay right here. Stay right now. Stay present. Stay focused. We're just living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Hey, hey, hey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so I'll leave you with that, folks. Stay present. Stay in the moment. I. That's honestly how I live my life. My my phone lock screen, I'll show Mags, I'm not lying. It says stay present right stay there. Stay present. Even though I got some uh, notifications. You know, I'm a spiritual guy. I don't I don't just uh, throw this shit out there for you guys to, uh, to say, not some Fugazi advice. This is how I live. Fugazi, Fugazi. Fugazi, Sticking with Fugazi. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you got to, uh, you, controlling those thoughts is the number one thing, man. And, and, you know, a little back and forth here, man. I'm telling you, people just don't realize that. You don't realize that those those thoughts spinning a million miles an hour, that's not you, dog. Mm-hmm. That's not you. That That is literally your brain. And your brain is a muscle. Mm-hmm. It's a muscle that you can use just like your bicep and you can turn it on, turn it off, activate it, deactivate it just like that muscle. 
And if you can get good at doing that, the level of presence that you unlock is some shit you've never felt in your entire life. Right. And you can use that to enhance your productivity, your focus, your, you know, just day to day happiness, basically. Yeah. It's, it's next level, man. You got to start doing it. Start controlling the brain. Don't let that brain control you. That's, that's yeah, number one. Cause that's at least for me personally, everyone's different for, but for me personally, it's productivity that, uh, either affects it negatively or, right. you know, if I'm, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do. And, oh, for example, you, you walk into your bedroom. Oh, I, I got to go get this out of my bedroom. You get in the bedroom. You forget what the hell you went in there for. I can't tell you how often that, that happens. That's not because you're dumb. That's not because you don't have a good memory. It's because from your living room to your bedroom, you didn't even realize it, but your brain was controlling you and you were thinking about 15 things at once. Mm-hmm. And you get to that bedroom and you're like, what? What now, now, what did I come in here for? Gosh darn it. And then by the time you get back to that living room and you get back in that same frame of mind that your brain wasn't controlling you, you remember what the hell you were thinking about. Happens to me <laughs> twice a day. I don't leave the room, though. I'll stand in one spot for five minutes saying, what the <laughs> hell did I come in here for? But I'm telling you, that is the best practice on controlling your brain is when you, in those little moments, walking from the living room to the kitchen, bathroom to the bedroom, whatever, focus on that walk. Don't focus on anything else. That walk right there. And that will show you, holy cow, my brain really does control me a lot. Like, wow. I could. De- and then you can expand that. Bigger, bigger, bigger. When you're driving, when you're working, when you're doing tasks, and you can just expand it out, make it bigger. I mean, I'm telling you, when you learn to control your brain like that, it'll take you to, to new heights. Yep. To the moon. To the moon. the moon. And that's where we like to go. That's where we like to go. Uh, one final quick little thought uh, before we wrap things up. We didn't have the usual Buzzsprout um, ad in there. I uh, I was a little short on the gun, but I did want to give them some props. Uh, they really turned things around post this whole cyber attack, and they're back up and running. We oh, yeah, could man. not thank them enough for the absolute support and I mean, they have, when I say they've laid it out step by step, how to start this podcast, I had no idea what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, that ad, that ad read is, obviously sounds like an ad read, but it's pretty spot on as far as what yeah, we actually I mean, think. 100%. And I mean, I, I add a few things in there, here and there, but it's, they're top notch. They are committed to your success. They have a team. They have a YouTube page that they release daily how-to podcast videos. They tell you what what you need, what you don't need. They connect you with sponsors, connect you with affiliate marketplaces. I mean, it is the way to go. And like I said, they are extremely, extremely affordable. If you're looking to start a podcast, seriously, head over to this episode's description. And at the very bottom, it'll say, talking the line, Buzzsprout link. And there'll be a link right below that. Smash that link and create a profile. As soon as you create a profile and you upgrade to a paid account. Now I know, oh, I got to upgrade to a paid account. Like I said, super, super cheap and affordable. You upgrade to that paid account and you start blabbing like us about something you're super passionate about and Buzzsprout's going to send you a $20 Amazon gift card just for podcasting and upgrading. And And it gives you the tools to actually, you know, get some followers and get some listeners. Yeah, and it shows you all of your stats, all of your analytics. You get listed right on directories right off the jump. Yeah, we were, as far as getting this thing off the ground, we had the plan in place I don't know, two months ago for our, you know, when we were dropping the podcast. Three, four months ago for crying out loud. A week before, 10 days, hadn't been listed. We were, you know, starting to panic. Like, shit, how long does this take four weeks to get listed? 
no 24 hours if something like 24 that, hours, if that it was awesome man so like i said go smash that buzzsprout link in the bottom of our episode description you will not be disappointed as buzzsprout as a media host as they are something key to uh what you need to start a podcast so hey head on over to buzzsprout the easiest way to start a podcast and wrapping it up ladies and gentlemen I would like to thank my co-host here for another absolutely killer edition of the Talking the Line podcast. We hope you find some value in our content and what we got to say. And we believe we are turning this streak around to start the, the week, this little bit of a cold streak on the weekend. A weekend. We're, that's all right. we're turning it around because, hey, that's gambling, baby. And we don't quit. Every single day, we're smashing plays and cashing tickets. Partner, is there anything burning on your mind, on your heart, on your soul that you've been wanting to get out to the world, to our kind listeners, or to even those who have yet to find Talking the Line but will be loyal listeners one day? I think we laid it all out, man. I think so, too. I think we laid it all out. I think so, too. Can't thank you guys enough for bearing with us with all the few minor minor technical difficulties and little bangs of pounds here and there (laughs) or whatever the case might be. You know, we're still learning this thing. We're working out the kinks. We know that we have the ability to give you good quality content and you know, share our insights. And, hey, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't think we could be pros at it and are pros at it. So we can't thank you guys enough for bearing with us and loving these segments and and hanging out with us on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and popping by the newsletter on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, Soon to come on Saturdays and Sundays, we'll be expanding into some video content. We have been hitting the lab trying to figure out some different ways to bring it to you guys. And obviously, there's so many different options. So we want to make it the best and like nobody else has ever done it before. You know, we don't just want to be sitting on a video telling you picks. We want to give you some good quality stuff. Um, as far as video content goes. And also right around the corner, potentially, a little bit of a teaser here, potentially announcing by the end of this week, we've been hammering out something really cool for the upcoming Talking the Line March Madness bracket challenge. Yep. And it may or may not entail donating the proceeds to a very, very popular charity right now. Mm-hmm. So... Spread the word, kind of, sort of. Let everybody know that uh, contest is coming. You don't know all the details, but it's going to be sweet and it's good for charity. So you better come along because it's going to be a blast come March, the end of March for March Madness. Mm-hmm. 100%. You, uh, you got anything else there, my friend? No, sir. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, folks of all ages, and the first time better, all the way up to the Daily Degenerate. We always have you in mind. We can't thank you enough for stopping by and hanging out with the TTL crew. We hope you have a spectacular day. Unless you have other plans, let's cast some tickets.